This week is part two of my parenting tips. So if you missed part one, just go back to episode 13 and you'll hear part one. But I'll see you in a minute for the rest of my tips that I have on my heart to share. Welcome to the More Power Than You Think podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Scow. Renewing the mind is choosing to give our loyalty to thoughts and beliefs that align with scripture and casting down the thoughts that don't. In 2013, God took me, a suicidal, bipolar woman, and radically changed and saved my life by teaching me to choose His thoughts above my own. My passion is to empower you with biblical, tactical, and scientific knowledge that will equip you to regain control of your thoughts so they stop controlling you. Regardless of circumstances and the messiness of life, claiming and applying the power God has given us to choose in 2 Corinthians 10.5 will lead to you living the abundant life that Christ intended, and it starts in the mind, one thought at a time. Well, I want to start with apologizing to your children. This is a really important tip. So much healing can come when we don't pretend with our children, that our sin wasn't a sin. You know, if we lose our temper, if we gossip in front of our children, if we are rude to someone, our children are seeing that. And if we're trying to be, if we're teaching them biblical principles about being harmless and being kind and not being angry and, you know, just all the things that we're teaching them and that they're learning in Sunday school, but then they see us doing those same things and we don't acknowledge that transgression, This is going to build resentment, and it's going to be confusing because the child is going to start second-guessing if their perspective is accurate. They're going to see, let's just use losing the temper. They're going to see the parent losing the temper, but with no acknowledgement or apology of that loss of control. They're going to think several things. They're going to think, okay, so it's okay for grown-ups to do this, but not me, Or they're going to start losing their trust in you as their authority because we're being a hypocrite. (laughs) And so much healing comes when there is an acknowledgement of our wrongdoing as parents. You know, we can't always fix the damage that we have caused, but we certainly can't fix it or begin healing if we're ignoring it and pretending that it never happened. So it is vital, Mama and Papa, that we apologize. In the last uh, week's episode, I talked about how having the same principles with your children that you're having with adults. Why are we trying to be blameless and harmless with the adults in our lives, but we throw our kids under the bus? Well, this is kind of the similar thing. If we treated an adult the way that we just behaved in front of our children, we would apologize. So why aren't we doing that with our children? This kind of goes along with my next point, which which is don't let your children believe that it is okay for leadership to sin. We can teach our children to be respectful for authority and leadership without teaching them to blindly follow or to assume that everyone in leadership is right. You know, there's that biblical principle about calling good evil and evil good. People think that they're going to smear the name of Christ if if they don't cover up the sin of the authority, but actually you're calling evil good and good evil. You're saying covering up this sin is good because the evil would 
mar Christ's name. But when that evil becomes known, it's even more of a mar on Christ's name. It's even more abominable when that sin was tried to be covered and hidden. And our children can see this. They know this. And that's why that apologizing is so important. It's a difficult balance, but let's say that there's a teacher that they have and and your child is really struggling with the teacher and and the Holy Spirit has revealed to you that it, that the teacher actually is a horrible person. They are behaving abominably. They are a hypocrite. They're mean. They're terrible. You need to figure out a way without tearing down the authority of the teacher because that's also a biblical principle. But you need wisdom and go to the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit to help you to confirm with your child that their perspective that is right, that it's not their fault. And again, this is tricky, tricky, tricky. You're going to have to involve the Holy Spirit to figure this out. But you can't just let your children think that the behavior of the leadership that is sinful is okay. That's going to cause bitterness. Why in the world do they want to be a part of, well, that's when it becomes religion, folks. That's when our lifestyle of living for God becomes religion. When we ignore and turn a blind eye to the things that are wrong and our children think that it's okay, it's confusing. So, again, these are tricky subjects. there's no blueprint. You have to go to God and ask him how he wants you to handle each individual situation. And can you see, as I'm giving you these tips, how you must have God involved in your parenting? Because although the Bible lays out principles and guidelines for us to follow, he does not lay out the plan for each of your children and each interaction and each circumstance that comes your way. You must involve the Holy Spirit. You must involve God's wisdom. You must involve God's strength. You cannot parent without God or you're going to make some mistakes that you don't need to make. All right. Now, next, the world that your kids live in is tough. And it was tough for us when we were kids. Do we struggle When we're tired or hungry, do we struggle? As I see how I'm weary and tired and I get hungry and I have too much on my uh, schedule and I get overwhelmed and I struggle with the weight of it all, I have imagined what it must have been like for my children. And we just make them press on anyway. Well, just do your homework, we say, with no thought of their struggles. And I'm not saying remove adversity or pamper. (laughs) Again, you could take all this the wrong way. Please hear my heart. It's that I'm I'm saying we need to have compassion. As adults, we see the obstacles that we face. Well, our children are facing those same things, but without the life management skills that we have learned. So let's stop thinking of them as humans that must obey anything we say and instead see them as souls who are also on the road of sanctification. Let's not abuse our authority telling them to do things or handle things in a way that we wouldn't want to be told to do, expecting them to be perfect instead of seeing that they have the exact same struggles we do, but they lack the life management skills that we have. That's part of our job, is to help them navigate through the obstacles of exhaustion, hunger, confusion, overwhelm, 
They have the same need for kindness and approval and love and touch and acceptance and relationship with God as we do. So, again, I'm not saying that we forfeit our leadership role as parents and just pamper our kids and, you know, have that liberal approach. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we have to stop thinking of them as robots and we're the leaders and so we can just tell them what to do and they must obey. That's the wrong motive and the wrong mindset. Our motive is to help them have a relationship with God and how to learn how to navigate through the trials of life. And for them, their trials are homework and their their bodies changing and all the hormones that are going through that and difficult dynamics with a teacher or with peers at school or um, academic struggles with their work. And our job is to be compassionate and have a balance of teaching them how to just like we're doing in this podcast, we're choosing our thoughts to match Christ's. And we're learning life management skills that make our life abundant and victorious. And that's what we need to teach our children. But if we expect compassion from God, shouldn't we give our children compassion? I mean, it's not that we expect, well, we do expect compassion because God says that's what he has for us. He has grace and mercy and loving kindness for us. So let's pass that on to our children as they go through this messy world that they live in. Now, two more points, parenting tips. Have a balanced focus on both the inward and outward health of your child's life and spiritual life. Their outward health is going to be cemented by their inward health. Otherwise, they are putting on a facade, my friend, and we don't want that. We don't want their compliance to our standards and God's principles to only be an outward obedience and compliance because that's not God's plan. That's not his plan for us either. We're not just supposed to be rule followers and list makers Those things are to come from a relationship with God. It's God who should be making our lists. It's God who should be um, helping us know what principles to follow, and we're following them so that we can have a close relationship with Him and love Him and love others through those principles. I'm saying this one because I did this all wrong, my friend. When I was raising my children, I didn't learn this until like the last year or two of them being home. And I was raising them based on outward compliance. You, you need to look a certain way. You don't embarrass me at church. Make sure you're behaving this way. It's, it was an outward list. The whole list was outward. There was hardly no focus on how's your relationship with God? Are you walking with God today? How's your Bible reading? Have you spent some time in prayer? Are you teaching them how they can go to God with everything? Or is what you're teaching them concerning God just full of guilt trips. Did you read your Bible today? You better read it. Did you go to God? Did you thank God for your food? Can you see the difference in motive there? You got to seek the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you have that balance of teaching your children an inward transformation in their relationship with God and balance that with the outward expectation that God has for us in our behaviors and our appearance and the actions that we take. And then lastly, forgive yourself. You're going to make mistakes. 
I'm going to continue making mistakes even though my children no longer are in the home. And we can't change the past. We also can't prevent every mistake in the future. It's just a part of life. We are not perfect, but we must forgive ourselves. We can apologize and admit our mistakes. This really goes a long way with healing. I was talking to one of my daughters with about this the other day, and I, we were talking about how, you know, I acknowledge to my children the mistakes I've made. And, and my daughter pointed out it's not just apologizing, but it's actually taking different action. Like if you apologize, but then you continue the action that you're apologizing for, your child is not going to, that doesn't mean anything. Because words can be empty, right? It's just like when we go to God, when we say, God, I did this, please forgive me. But we have every intention of going out and doing it again. We're not building a relationship with God when we do that. Forgive yourself and remember that God can heal relationships. Any relationship He can heal, no matter how horrible and awful of a mistake we may have made, in our parenting, or maybe our children are now out of the home, they're married, and we've been a intrusive parent-in-law. We've not minded our own business, we have not let go like God said, or whatever, fill in the blank. If there's a dynamic in your, in your uh, child-rearing, regardless of the age of your children, that you, the Holy Spirit has shown you that you've caused harm in some way, remember that nothing is impossible with God. He can heal, and He can change your heart to be humble and to truly be sorry for your behaviors. And He can mend. But even if the child does not receive your apology, we are to give it. That's our responsibility as a Christian. We're not just parents, we're Christ followers. So uh, those were just some tips on my heart. Again, you've got to go to the Holy Spirit. He, he cannot be omitted from this parenting journey. He was omitted from my parenting journey for a long time, and I made a lot of mistakes, and my children are healing, and I'm healing. And, and I could have avoided a lot of mistakes, but I had a lack of knowledge. And when you hear advice about parenting or marriage, you know, those ears should tune up. Listen to the advice from people that have had to learn the hard way or from people that have grown children and uh, see if you can apply it and use that advice to build the relationship with your children, to build trust, to build their relationship with their Heavenly Father because far long after they leave your home, they are still to, we want them to be having a relationship with God, right? So, what I said today was, don't let your children believe that it's okay for leadership to sin. Make sure you're apologizing to your children. Don't pretend you were right when you weren't. Make sure you have compassion as you are the authority figure in their lives. Treat them with the same compassion and teach them life management skills. Don't just expect them to know how to have them. They're on the road of sanctification as well. I talked about having a balanced focus on the inward and outward health of your child. So the outward actions and the inward spiritual relationship. And then I said, forgive yourself and trust that God can heal what has been broken in the past. Well, that's all for today, my friend. 
I do pray that you'll be able to apply some of these tips. And I will talk to you next week. We're going to end today's episode with a song from one of my albums. I pray that the song I've chosen for you today encourages you and comforts you. But more importantly, I pray that it unites you in fellowship and worship with your Savior. Thank you for tuning in and connecting with me. I'm your host, Jennifer Scow. And until we meet again, I want to encourage you to invite God to everything and keep choosing loyalty to God's thoughts above your own. Please remember to leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. This drives Apple to show the podcast to more of our brothers and sisters in Christ who can then get the tools they need to get the victory in the battle for the mind. It is a pleasure serving with you and fighting this battle of the mind together. We are on the winning side. Praise the Lord. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon. Love, Jennifer. Tight. She'd whisper, Lord, keep them tonight. And so did we sleep sound and safe. It must have been my mother's faith. Morning would call the sun to rise and open sweetly slumbering eyes. She prayed, Lord, in my mother's faith My mother's faith was wrapped about us like the softest down of winter and when the through the day as certain as my mother's faith my mother's faith could move a mountain and was deep as any ocean but to keep safe those gathered round her this was the greatest gift she gave Passing called us woeful home I kissed her then as there she lay And now I know my mother's face
Mm-hmm.